We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love. Love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant. Get ready for a transformation. Amen. It's not only the women that need revival. Men need revival. Children need revival. Communities need revival. Everybody needs revival. And yesterday, you know, um, Peter shared with us one fundamental, fundamental thing that I will not forget. He said, sometimes revival is not, like you need to look at the area of your life that really needs to be revived. Like Minister Molly said when she was worshipping, that God ministered to her and said, they've forgotten me. So some of us, the revival might be in the area of our spiritual life. Meaning, your career might be working for you. You're, you have money. If you, you have a lot of money, so you don't have problem. You don't have to call upon God. You have children. You're not waiting on God for children. Things are just working for you. So there, I'm sure there is one area like he mentioned to us yesterday. So sometimes it's not about focusing generally and saying, oh, spiritually, I want to be revived. Oh, this, there's, there's some of us that's particularly, there's a particular area of our life that we really need God to revive us. And I pray the Holy Spirit will open your eyes this morning in the name of Jesus. And so for the benefit of those, you know, that were not able to connect online or share, I mean, or, you know, be in person to listen to us. For example, the men. So we want to give you a taste of what God gave us. So celebrate Jesus. Amen. All right. So we talked about the meaning of revive in the Hebrew word. We say it's high. I'm just doing a, re- a revision before I go, go ahead straight into the message. I have just a few minutes. Media, if it's possible, can you just give me a timer so I don't go beyond the time because well, our time is fast spent already. Hebrew word ahia, which means have life, to have life. It means to live, to remain alive, to sustain life, live prosperously, be restored to life or health. It also means to become active or flourishing again. Hallelujah. Like God is going to flourish us again. Amen. To restore to life or consciousness. I talked about the fact that revive, when you talk about revive, it also means that you are recovering all that you have lost. Amen. That your God is restoring you. Like I just shared in Hosea 6 verse 2. It says on the second day I will revive you. On the third day I will restore you. Speaking to the children of Israel. It, 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 it also means to be refreshed. To be renewed. To be reinstituted. To be reestablished. To be refueled. Hallelujah. You can't, like, I, I gave a scenario about getting gas into your car. I Maybe you are going on a road trip. If you don't calculate your kilometers if you are going on a road trip, you might end up in a dead zone without gas, especially if you live in Canada because the roads are just bare. You need to calculate your kilometer. If you are going on a road trip for maybe like four or five hours, you need to calculate that. If I get to this place, I need to refill my gas or else you will be in the midst of nowhere except you call someone to come and help you and before they come, it will take a while. So, revive also means refueling, refueling on the word of God, refueling on worship like she mentioned, dwelling in God's presence, staying there, staying in his presence, waiting for instruction, waiting for the next thing he wants you to do. Hallelujah. 
I mentioned the word of God revives us just like David said. It quickens our mortal bodies. To be revived is to be cured of spiritual deadness. But the problem now is that people are spiritually dead in this generation. People, like, gradually. You know how the, de it, 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 the devil is doing it subtly. That things that would, we would say no to on a normal day, we are beginning to say, oh yes, we can take it. And God is shaking his head and wondering, what's going on? What's going on? It's spiritual, you know, reviving us from spiritual deadness. It says, my soul clings to the dust. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. And I shared how David was saying this because he was speaking from a low place. I don't know whether anyone is under the sound of my voice. You are going through a lot. Despite the fact that you are going through a lot, God is still saying, don't forget me because I'm the one that will still revive you. I'm the one that will still, whether you run Elta Skelter or you feel that yeah, you, can, you, can, you have connections or people that will be able to help you or do this or do that. No, I am still God and I'm the one that will revive you. David had that understanding. That was why he was crying out to God and saying, Lord, help me. My soul clings to the dust because we were formed from dust, from the ground. So meaning, you know what that tells me every time when I remember that we are dust? It means we are nothing. We are empty without the Holy Spirit. And so if you don't humble yourself enough to remember that you need to always cry to the God who created you, that formed you from the floor, and breath is breath, gave you breath to live, we are nothing. Genesis 2 verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed us from the dust of the ground, and breath into his nostrils, the breath of life, and man became a living being. Remember that you are nothing without God. You are nothing without God. Amen. I talked about revival is when something or someone returns to the true nature and purpose. To the reason why it's in existence. It is going back to your source. Romans 11.36 For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Revival comes when we reach the end of our own resources. Judges 15, 18 to 19. Judges 15, 18 to 19. This is the story of Samuel and how um, Samson, rather, and how he defeated the Philistines. And he was asking God, let's have that on the screen, media. Thank you very much. Judges 15, 18 to 19 from verse 18 to 19. And he was crying out to God and telling God, let's, let's read that quickly. He says, then he became very thirsty. So he cried out to the Lord and said, you have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant. And now shall I die of thirst. He got to a place where he became very thirsty after fighting and, you know, was, was, there was victory when he went to fight with the Philistines. And he got to a place and was asking God, will I die of thirst even after this victory that you've given me? And he cried out to God. And so God splits, God heard from heaven and verse 19 says, God splits the hollow. Where's a hollow? A hollow is an empty place. It is an empty place. God is the one that can bring out something from nowhere. God splits an hollow to breathe, to give him water. From an empty place. And see what he says. He says, so God splits the hollow. That is in lay, and water came out 
and he drank and his spirit returned and he revived. His spirit returned and he revived. Meaning, he was, by, by the time he drank that water, he was almost gone. He was going to die. You know how, how it is when you are thirsty for water? You don't want drink because drink cannot quench that thirst. Right? You are asking, please, this water I need. You know how you drink water and you feel very good, refreshed. That was how he did. And so God revived him. Hallelujah. So meaning, when you reach the end of your resources, when you have exhausted all the options that you have, all your, all, all your certification, all your professionalism, all your eloquency, all the way that you feel that, oh yes, I have arrived, I got this under control. God is saying you got nothing. You better cry out to me. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I am the one who knows how to rescue you from that situation that you're going through right now. Something new that, you know, people in the scripture in the olden days, they, they had this understanding. Hallelujah. He cried out to God and God brought water from an hollow, an empty place, dead place. The God who makes all things possible. Now, revival is imperative, meaning it's urgent when you find yourself clinging to the things of the world and not wanting to let go, which is what some of us are doing right now. A revival is urgently needed when people are beginning to lose focus, clinging to the, to the, to the material things of the earth. God is not saying you should not be prosperous. He's not saying you should not have, have a good life. No. In fact, part of, I just told us the meaning of revive. It, it says it means to live a prosperous life. So it's planned for us to live a good life. But it's not saying that you should be holding on to, to those things. Don't hold on to them. When it says, you, you have this, I've given you this, release it to me. I need to use it. Release it without struggling. Release it without struggling. That's revival. 1 John 2, 15-17. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16 says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. 17. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of, the, of God abides forever. He who does the will of God abides forever. Wow. He who does the will of the God abides forever. We need to have that understanding. He who does the will of the Lord abides forever. So if you want to abide forever, if you want to continue to walk in the precepts, in the law, in, in the word of God, and doing things the right way, you need to, you need to abide. You, you're going to abide in his presence. But you need to align yourself. Hallelujah. You need to align yourself. When God becomes secondary in your life and all you do, revival is desperately needed. When God becomes number two, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you, you do is probably start chatting or something. You need a revival. Because guess what? If you didn't wake up that morning, you won't be able to be chatting. And I'm not here to, you know, scare anybody or anything like that. I mean, she just confirmed some of these things. God is calling for people. 
is a season of revival. He's calling for people. Like, like, like scripture says there will be gross darkness upon the face of the earth. People are beginning to lose focus. Some of you that were on fire from where you came from, you are now cold. As cold can be. To pray is a problem. To worship, even to play worship songs and just be worshiping. It's now, it's now, it's like a burden. Some of us. That's not God's plan for us. That's not God's plan for us. So you need a revival when God becomes secondary in your life. No matter how busy you are, you can even, as you are, as you are, when you even remember, you know, you know the beautiful thing about God? The Holy Spirit will even remind you and say, you've not studied your Bible today. What are you then supposed to do? Maybe you take your phone and then say, okay, let me just even see what's the word for today. What is God saying today? But we, we just, you know, we brush it aside. And you know why we do that? Because we cannot see him physically. If it was a God that when he shows up like this, and you know that his presence, you dare not, you are dead, you are gone. We won't take him for granted. I pray and I, and, and I pray for us that the Lord will open up our eyes and open up our spirit in the name of Jesus. That there will truly be our souls will truly be revived in this season. That from even from now, you begin to, your, your relationship with God, you will enjoy it. It will not be a struggle. It will not be uh, something that is like a burden to you. No, it will come to you easily. You will easily love the Lord. You will easily want to serve. Nobody will have to coerce you to do anything. You will, you will easily want to give. You will easily want to do the things that has to do with the kingdom. You know, the Holy Spirit ministered to me. He said, I am... I don't know why they are chasing other things because at the end of the day, they are still coming to meet me. At the end of the day, they are still coming home to meet me. So why are we chasing unnecessary things and forgetting God? Hallelujah. God can only revive a contrite and humble heart. Amen. God can only revive a contrite and humble heart. Isaiah 57 verse 15 in the New Living Translation. Isaiah 57 verse 15, New Living Translation. It says, For thus says the I and lofty one, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble. Are you seeing it again? To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. You can't experience revival without humility. Amen. Pastor Fola was sharing with the ladies yesterday and she was saying, don't form in God's presence. The Holy Spirit was trying to do things in people's life and some of them were, they were, they were still trying to package. Why are you packaging for who? In the presence of the one who is sovereign. He was trying to move and you know deliver people. And they were still, he was, we will call cases and some of them will come out. Hallelujah. Who are you forming for? In God's presence. Scripture says in the presence of God there is fullness of joy. At his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. When you are in his presence you don't care who is sitting next to you. It's a destiny matter. It's a destiny matter. I honor you that you sat next to me. But when I'm in this, in this presence, it is a destiny matter. Because I do not want to be distracted. Hallelujah. So God is looking for those who have a contract heart and a humble heart. So that he can revive you. 
Chronicles, um, Second Chronicles 2, 7 for, um, verse 14. I hope I got that right. But Second Chronicles 7, 14, the scripture that talks about, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven because he's a merciful God. He's, a mess, he's, so, he's such a good God. He's such a good God. He's such a merciful God. He said, if you humble yourself and you come before me, I will hear. I'm not a wicked God. I'm not devil. We are not, he's, he's my creation. We are not in the same level. He's the evil one. I am a good God. He says, I will hear. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. So revival is crying out to God. Revival is shouting and saying, Lord, oh, this situation I'm in, I need your help. It's either you help me or nothing or I'm dead. That was why David was shouting and saying, Lord, help me. My soul clings to the dust. He refused to come alive. Help me. Save me. Rescue me, Lord. So in this scripture, to be revived, you need to be humble. It is humility and prayer. Those two key things. Humility and prayer. Hallelujah. Now let's look at some people in the scripture. My, find, my time is running here. The widow of Zarephath. The widow of Zarephath. 1 Kings 17, 8-22. But we'll start from 19, from verse 19 to 22. He says, and he said to her, Give me your son. If you don't know the story, please go back and read it. 1 Kings 17, 8-22. And he said to her, Give me your son. So he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Verse 20. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, Oh Lord my God. Did you see again? He said, cried out. Revival is crying out to God. Oh Lord my God. Have you also brought tra tra uh, tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the child three times. Three times. And cried out to the Lord and said, Oh Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Mr. Molly shared with us her story on Friday night. It's there on YouTube on day one where her son literally died. And she started speaking and declaring until the boy jacked back to life. The boy was three years old. Now he's seven years old. Four years ago, she exercised that authority. She said she was speaking into the boy's life. As the father was driving, she was at the back with the boy. She was declaring the word of God. And she was declaring the word of God. And she was speaking just like Elijah did. And spread himself out on that child. And the child came back to life. She was declaring the word of God. And the boy came back alive. The boy is seven years old today. That's the revival we are talking about. Where things are not working, it looks like dead. But you are standing in gap and speaking. And you, until you see the results, you don't keep short. That's what we are talking about. Hallelujah. He says, Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came back to him. And he revived. This is scripture. It's in the scripture. And he revived. I read the story of Samson to you. Samson revived after God came into the situation. Now the son of the widow of Zarephath revived when Elijah cried out to God. You, there needs to be a crying out for a revival to happen. 
Hallelujah. Also the Israelites in Hosea 6 verse 1 to 2. I think I, I mentioned that earlier. He says, come and let us return to the Lord. For he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. He says, after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. May the Lord begin to revive every situation, every dead situation in your life in the name of Jesus. I believe that today he will restore us completely in the name of Jesus. King Josiah, 2 Chronicles 34 verse 1 to 7. King Josiah. Josiah was 8 years old when he became king. And he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And walked in the way of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, King Josiah caught that fire when he was eight years old. Eight years old. Go and read the story. Eight years old. He says, for the eight, in the eighth, 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 eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, the carved images, and the molded images. Verse 4 says, they broke down the altars of the bowels in his presence. Eight year old. Hallelujah. God will use whoever is available. He will use whoever, whether it's a baby, it doesn't matter. If your spirit is willing, it will use you. It will use you. He says, they broke down the altars of the bowels in his presence and the incense altars which were above them, he cut down. And the wooden images, the carved images, the molded images, he broke in pieces and made dust of them. And scattered it on the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. Wow. He also burned the bones of the priests on their altars and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. Verse 6 says, And so he did, he did in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, as far as Naphtali and all around with axes. When he had broken down the altars and the wooden images, had beaten the carved images into, the, into powder, and cut down all the incense altars throughout the land of Israel. He returned to Jerusalem. When he went on, on the assignment, he returned back to his base. God is saying to some of us right now, you know, the Holy Spirit is breaking, it's, it's, you know, he's, he's letting you, he's dropping things in your spirit. As far as you're a child of God and you've given your life to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Except you've not confessed Jesus. And it's not too late to do that. He said when he was done with his assignment, he returned back to Jerusalem. That sometimes things are not convenient. God will say, go and do this for me. Can we please obey? Can we obey? And this is not about being a pastor or anything. No. So far you're a child of God. The Lord can be saying to you, I need you in your academics. Maybe you, you can see someone that's struggling academically. I need you to teach that person. It's that simple. You might be a doctor and, the doc and God is saying to you, 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 are, you are looking for the diagnosis and everything. This is what is going on with this person. Let me tell you, doctors, they don't know any. They, they, sometimes the new idea is needed. Yes. Some of them, the new idea is needed. 
But if you are a Christian, you're a child of God, and then the Holy Spirit is now even teaching you and saying, this is what is going on with this person. It is not cancer. It is something else. We've seen situations where they diagnose people wrongly. So many times. As a child of God, you are different. You are just different. It just teaches you what to do. And before you know it, people begin to say, oh, that doctor is, is wonderful, knows what he's doing, knows what she's doing. But really, it's not you. It's the God that is in you. Hallelujah. What about Ezekiel? Ezekiel 37, 40, 40. We remember the story of um, the dry bones. And now we cried to the Lord and the Lord you know, revived those bones and they came alive. Literally reviving the children of Israel because they were spiritually dead. They kept following gods that they shouldn't follow. So the bones were not, it was just like um, literally, but it was talking about human beings. It was talking about the Israelites. Hallelujah. I'm running fast here. So why do I need revival? In a few minutes. Why do I need revival? Revival turns you back to God. Especially if you have gone out of his will. It turns you back to God. It realigns your path. Psalm 119 verse 37. It says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. And revive me in your own way. Not my own way. Not the way I want to be revived. But Lord, revive me in your own way. Number two, what does revival do? Why do I need revival? It restores you from sickness, from disappointment, from discouragement, from faithness, and death. Oh, I'm a living testimony. I am a living testimony. It revived me from death. The word of God revived me from death. So I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. It revives you. It carries your burden for you. Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, "Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, overburdened with bills, overburdened with this, overburdened with that. What will my children go to? What will happen? What did they? Things of the world." He says, "Come to me, come to me, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls." Amen. Revival preserves and sustains your life. It preserves and sustains your life. Psalm 32 verse 7 says, You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Hallelujah. Verse 4, it says, Revival causes you to rejoice. Psalm 85 verse 6. Will you not revive us again? That's me. People will rejoice in you. So revival causes you to rejoice. It brings joy to you. You need to be revived for your generation. For your generation. God has made you a solution provider. He has given you the answer to questions on people's hearts. Amen. You are a solution to your generation. That's what God is looking for. You are the answer that people have been waiting for. But you yourself, you need to be revived. You need to be revived. What do I need to do to be revived? You need to be broken. That's what she was talking about when she said worship. You'll be broken in the place of worship. Brokenness. Brokenness. You must be willing and ready to walk with God without distractions. Psalm 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is close to those who are of a broken heart and saves such. 
you, can you see? He says he's close to those who are of a broken heart. And save. He will only save you when you are broken. Because you are ready to be saved. And save such as are crushed with sorrow for sin and are humbly and thoroughly penitent. What do I need to do to be revived? You need to feed on the word of God. We say this all the time, but people don't do it. You need to feed on the word of God. There is no two way about it. The word of God is life. It is sharp. It is powerful. It pierces through. You need to feed on the word of God. Psalms 119 verse 154. Psalm 119 verse 154. It says, plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your word. Psalm 119 verse 107 also says, I am afflicted very much. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Hallelujah. And lastly, revival also comes through prayer. It comes through prayer. And your prayer does not have to be serious prayer. So for some of us, it's the way we pray. The way we pray is different. But if it is the way you want to pray, do it, but make sure that your heart is open while you are doing it. Through prayer, cultivate the habit of waking up to pray. Cultivate the habit of when people are sleeping, you are waking up and you are praying. Cultivate the habit of when you are on the go, every time you are just speaking, you are just praying to God, you are praying to God, you are praying to Him. Cultivate that habit. Don't let it be only when, maybe when you wake up in the morning, then you, you, you kneel down or, you, or if you don't want to kneel down, you get up on your bed and you just say a word of prayer. You can pray anywhere, anywhere, 24-7. You are going on a walk in the evening. Take prayer walks and pray. And we are so blessed that we are in a country where you don't have to worry about security or anything. Even at night, you can go, if you are living in a safe neighborhood, you can walk and do prayer walks. Just pray. Just fellowship with God. That's if you really, really want to be revived. Because it's not for everybody. No matter what you say, some people will still not hear. But I'm speaking to those who truly, who are truly tired of the state where they are. And they need the help of God. Thank God our theme for this month in Lofty Heights is, I've been greatly helped. We have been greatly helped. But make it easy for God by also opening up to him. Hallelujah. Can we please rise up on our feet? I'm done this morning. And celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Please wrap up, rise up on your feet. Let's just quickly pray. Hallelujah. Can we just begin to thank God for, for a wonderful time that we've had in his presence? Can you thank, thank him? Can you thank him and say to him, Lord, we will not forget you. Lord, we will not forget you. We are conscious of who you are. We will remember you. We will be conscious. In any way we've fallen short of your glory, we are sorry, Lord. In any way we've, you know, neglected you in every area of our life, Father, we say we are sorry. Can you please open up your mouth and pray? Let him hear your voice this, this afternoon. Open up your mouth and pray, Lord, have mercy upon me. Revive me, Lord, according to your word. Revive every area of my life that needs to be revived. Revive every area of my life that needs to be revived. Online church, in church, I hope you are praying. Revive every area that needs to be revived. Revive me according to your word. Your word says, revive me according to your word. And so I declare it and I declare it again. Father, revive me by your word, Lord. Revive me by your word. Help me to study. Help me to worship. Help me to pray. Help me to stay connected with you. 
Hey, because of me, let my family be transformed. Because of me, let everything that I lay my hands upon to do prosper. Even in this land, even all over the world, everyone I come in contact with, Lord, I bless them with the words of my mouth. In the name of Jesus, ask that, Lord, you will be a solution provider. You will be a solution provider. When people are saying, who is going to fix this for us? The Lord is saying, I have a son, I have a daughter that you need to call upon. Open up your mouth and just pray, Lord, revive me. Revive me, Lord. Revive me. Revive me. Today is the third day. Revive me, Lord. Revive me according to your word. Restore me, Father. Restore me, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Can we please close our eyes and bow our heads? If there's anyone under the sound of my voice, you are yet to give your life to Christ. You don't have a relationship with him. It's not too late. It is not too late. There's a difference between coming to church, going to church, and actually knowing God. What you just have to do is just open up your mouth and confess Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. You don't even have to raise up your hand. Just put your hands on your chest wherever you are. And if you're watching online, please do the same. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your son, Jesus, that died for my sins. I confess him today and I accept him into my life. Transform me, Lord. Change my life. Welcome me into your arms in the name of Jesus. Thank you, King of glory, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you celebrate Jesus? We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.